You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Marco Casagrande. He's talking to me from Finland in the forest. Marco, thanks so much for talking with me. <laughs> hello, hello, and greetings from the forest. I know, I suppose that's a very strange way to introduce you. From the forest, it sounds like you're... You're kind of a nomad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like I'm quite urbanized nomad. At the moment, I am in the forest, yes, but uh, I go to work and work is in the city. So um, I'd like to talk about your work about the, the Casa Grande mm. uh, Laboratory, um, which is, of course, this multidisciplinary architecture company and uh, and. We could talk about past projects, but are you are you in the woods for a particular reason? Are there is is there something current that has to do with the woods that you're working on? Well, I try to be in the forest always when I can. If I'm not in the forest, I feel like uh, guilty. But uh, this time uh, we are building a log house uh, by a lake called Lake Päijänne in uh, Middle Finland. It's a log house. And uh, looking at at the lake, and I'm just seeing that uh, the logs are where they should be. And 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 what kind of a construction is that? I mean, a log house that seems very straightforward. I think of, you know, kind of, uh, of there's this American log cabin, um, you know, that a no, toy was made no, of Lincoln log, no, but it's not like that. Uh, no, it's not like that. No, no, no. This this it's this is very very modernist. Not modernist, but uh, uh, it, the logs are not round. They're very uh, they're cut straight. They're very thick though. But uh, uh, it has one huge window which is just just staring the lake in the end. And uh, then there are some people who are gonna live kind of in a loft on top of the big space, which is on the first or ground level. And then, then there is some space for one person who is, is painting. So he is painting and uh, uh, he needs to be connected with nature. It's not called inspiration. It's just to be, to be connected. Because when he is connected, he can paint. If he's not connected, he don't paint. And it's house for that. So I love that. Let's talk a little bit about that connection then, because this comes to also mm. some of the main principles that that, that mm. your work is around. How, how does one connect? How does architecture allow um, an individual, an artist, to to connect with with nature? That that's a powerful yeah. um, way of looking at it. You know, like in 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 my perspective, that is the the duty of architecture or that is the role of architecture or that is why architecture exists because if, if you think like in a let's say very simple generations of course we all need shelter human body is so weak and uh, so uh, badly equipped to to just be in in the mm-hmm. nature or outside so we we need architecture so essence of architecture is of course survival but uh, after this initial uh, shelter, or, or let's say when you get to shelter, then comfort steps in. And when you are in comfort, then you can uh, 
focus to, for example, to beauty or innovation, things like this. But if you just all the, all the time need to consider the shelter, uh, you are animal in a different sense. But we are an architectural animal. So we can build shelter to give us the comfort, to give us the focus to other things like beauty or innovation. So, I, well, architecture enables all that. Human body is not enough. Marco, this is so interesting, this, especially around this idea of this special um, log building, mm. um, as, as, as you called it. Uh, since, mm. since we're talking about an artist also working there, uh, yeah. that seems to also have a, a kind of special quality. I mean, as, as you say, there's this connection, which is one thing, but then there's also... Mm. A, uh, how, how do you create a kind of a blank canvas? Because the the, the building itself has a has, has a mm. beauty, has a um, uh, creativity mm. to it. Uh, mm. You know, a way of a way of feeling and seeing. So, mm. uh, how, how does that collaborate with an artist? Because I, I would think, in a way, you have to almost project what's going to be made in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Well, well, well. This this thing that uh, uh, if this connection. Of, of connecting, well, the artist and uh, his family in, in in this case, and his visitors to the lake and to the rest of nature. If this uh, connection is somehow like uh, uh, aestheticized or uh, or uh, banalized, yeah, or like uh, mm. yeah, you, you are like a you are doing too much with it. So then it turns into design. And architecture is not design. Architecture is the art of uh, reality. And uh, nature is the only reality. So this reality has to happen. If, it's, if you start playing with it, or oh, then you degenerate and uh, it becomes a design. Like design tries to replace reality. So it's a very different question. And uh, in, so, well, this log building is kind of like a timber brutalism. The, the mm -hmm. guy is there and staring at the forest. He knows it's not raining on top of him and it, the wind is not blowing on him, but he is as close to the storm he can get. It's like a, a couple of meters to the surface and uh, of the lake. And... Uh, he, 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 he will feel every every leaf, and he will feel, of course, the storms and so on. And it's it's just a spatial uh, instrument, but the instrument is playing nature. And that sounds like an incredible spot uh, as well. You have this lake, and and it's surrounded by a forest. What kind of a forest is that? Is is uh, pine and spruce mainly. The lower lower parts, which are connect, uh, quite close to lake, is spruce because spruce is more like wetland type. And then when the bedrock starts appearing and it's like a climbing upwards, it turns into pine. There, there is some other, like leaf trees too. Ash is there and uh, close to the lake is uh, uh, birch. But it, it's, uh, nobody has ever <laughs> built anything on this forest. The forest is as it, as it is. 
That's that's that sounds like an extraordinary spot. Um, you know, and very beautiful. Yeah. So this, of course, fits into, into the way you're you've been thinking for 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 many many years, right? This is is this what's happening here that 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 kind of contributes even more to that. This it seems like such a piece mm-hmm. in a way you're, of of that you've been thinking for a while, but the environment itself mm-hmm. seems to be what's uh, what, what's so un- unusual. You know, the, 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 that, no. that forest, that lake, that that, that kind of storm. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's it's always like if you focus on nature. Okay, now I'm 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 very glad that actually you can feel the surrounding even through the talk, wearing iPhone ear plugs. There is kind of a power of nature that it it goes like that too, and you are sensitive. Sensitivity is key for 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 being connected but um, anyhow like uh, it it sensitivity and focus go hand in hand so like uh, in whatever scale you focus you will always find that nature it, it can be even moss or it can be some sort of mold in your house but if you start focusing in it and, and you see and like this like uh, ecosystem what's like uh, uh, exploding out of it and what's your connection to it and why why it is actually affecting your lungs what is the call so like it, it's everywhere it, it, it's just a matter of uh, sensitivity and matter of uh, focus and of course architecture plays a role in that too and so to step back and look at architecture's role as as you say that it's playing um you know the the world is the world is changing we continue to evolve and and there's yeah. you know climate is, is is at the you know um top of the, the news seemingly all the time what is architecture's mm. role in the coming um know, century or, or or two is is it all addressing this climate change or or, or what is the role of architecture to to, to engage uh, that. Yeah. Well, if you, it's a little bit com- complicated if you start, from, start the answer from the end of the answer, like right. uh, sort of uh, try, <laughs> try to answer the uh, uh, climate change or a- answer the urbanization and so on. But maybe it's easier to go sort of to the beginning of the answer and, and say that the architecture is the one who gives us the shelter and and you know originally it is of course for for rain and uh, storm and tsunami and and so on and then more innovation comes and uh, more beauty comes and, uh, and so on some places can afford density so village or something a settlement comes and the urbanization starts but the architecture is like uh, Architecture is the kind of like a component for all those changes from the uh, shelter in the forest or shelter in the desert into urbanization. And then uh, uh, like the first generation of architecture is everything is based on nature. It's a reaction to nature. And at some point became this uh, what we call uh, like nowadays urbanism, like urban design, which is uh, connected to industrialism. And industrialism is very, very young. 
So like a, uh, the industrial mechanical city, which is one of the main sources of pollution, and, and industrialism in, in general, it is very changed, like pubertanic. And uh, architecture has not really found, a, never found a role with industrialism, because there is this strange fiction that uh, industrialism claimed independence from nature, that, okay, we can exploit uh, some sort of materials, turn them into cities, and, uh, and so on. And architecture is like, okay, should I please industrialism, or should I please, or, or should I go back to nature? And, of course, this power of industrialism was kind of big. So I, I understand why architecture was turning into modernism, functionalism, and so forth. But, uh, well, the, but now we see that this kind of uh, uh, tuning of a human, uh, uh, built human environment is just pollution. And uh, pollution can be aesthetic, no problem. Beautiful, but uh, beautiful pollution. But uh, uh, anyhow, it's pollution. From nature's point of view, whatever harms, it, it's pollution. And uh, so like this uh, retuning architecture is important. Of course, the big thing is the city and the big thing is the infrastructure and, and, and so on, how to retune it with these uh, life-providing cycles of nature. But architecture is the fundamental component. It all... And how is, and it, how, will, and how is it retuned? Mm. And how is it retuned? So that, it, was a, it was a beautiful summary of, of architecture mm. from the mm. first to now. So now we're in this moment of retuning it um yeah and, and as you say especially the cities what 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 do we do i mean i i just recently read frank lloyd wright's uh, you know a little bit about the, the broad acre yeah. city of one acre and, and you know i know that didn't quite work out but what is the what is the solution it seems it seems almost uh, well uh, hard well, to, so, yeah. well so no it's not hard solution is very simple it's it's just a sort of a kind of a general breakup of uh, human control. We have, we have spent kind, kind of a lot of uh, human energy to build up all kinds of control mechanisms where human is in the center, including religion, including architecture, urbanism, including uh, industrialism. Human is always in the center. Uh, that's pollution. So we are the pollution. It's very clear. And uh, so it's just to break up that kind of... Uh, uh, human-centered control thinking. When you break that, nature will step in, in all the, all the scales, urban scale, human scale, philosophic, like whatever scale. It's just like we are not in the control. That was concise and well, and well put and, and, and brings us to, you know, your, mm. your practice now and what you're doing because these mm. are the concerns you're, you're addressing. So, um, yeah. Is there another another project on the horizon that you want to talk about? You're in the forest now, finishing or, or continuing to work on this this building. Is there a, um, <laughs> well, this, anything this, else you this, want to mention? This, I know there must be many things going on. Yeah, this building in the forest is is very beautiful and and it, it, it's a good construction site. But this like uh, I'm also in it, like a, okay, you have construction sites, but then you have ruins. And then you have something in between. I'm very interested in ruins. I want to ruin the industrial city. I want to turn it into an organic machine. Somehow tune the cities and, well, it doesn't matter, like whatever human scale, to tune it with nature. 
But this, this needs to be very pragmatic and uh, very straightforward because comfort is blinding us. Like uh, first is survival, then comes comfort, then comes these innovations and beauty and connection, uh, for example, with nature. But now comfort has made us fat. So I, I, like whatever scale, I just want to make us less comfort and uh, uh, connected with nature in very, very beautiful ways. Like, uh, uh, but for, for example, I'm, I'm doing a, 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 a maternity clinic in the Zaatari refugee camp in, uh, in, in uh, Jordania. The, the refugees are from Syria, Sunni Muslim. And, uh, and you're but, building what, a maternity, a maternity ward? Maternity or a building? Clinic. No, no, we're delivering babies and... Uh, and uh, sanitation, like mothers and children, because uh, all this, like, is human a, a building, though. This is a, this is a building. It's a, bu- it's a building, yeah. So all these human control mechanisms always ends up with a man. And, like, uh, like uh, when, when you see, like, uh, all kind of, like, uh, urban farms or, let's say, the coal uh, horse in, 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 in Russia, they're always run by some sort of anarchist uh, grandmother. So they, mm-hmm. they have, they are, they are the real ones. And we are so like, a, when we talk about human-centered controlled mechanisms, it's just this like a patriarchal, weird, uh, I don't know, pollution. And uh, so like uh, in grannies, I trust. So uh, I work with the <laughs> Russian babushkas and, uh, and in Jordania also grannies. That's, that will really like all. That. All kind of like a patriarchal systems. So we should talk more with grannies. But that's taking down the patriarchal system, as you say, and and a matriarchal system of, it of grannies. To, it needs it needs to go. No, because like it's always like the anarchist grandmother who is like touching the original ground. Like uh, they, they're touching the original crown. If you talk about local knowledge, it's not about participatory planning. It's about finding a granny, and it's all there. And like, that's the simple. That's, so that is place, the simple answer. Place, that you were saying. The place. answer is simple. That it would be. The answer is grandmother. Be, it, uh, I like that. So that is the simple answer to the. To the, to the last question, which was, you know, where, where, where is this? Where is this all going? No, it, it's granny-based. No, it's granny research. Yeah, I was working in Taipei. I was invited by the Taipei City Government Department of Urban Development. And I was supposed to do a, like a urban ecological restoration, like a basic uh, planning for the whole Taipei Basin. Seven million people in beautiful river valleys and uh, totally disconnected from the urbanism and and, uh, it, and they, they gave me all kind of data about the city and this is it this is our city i was reading the data it's like a manual of a volkswagen golf i said this is not the city it's like a, when you go to the streets and see how people are working with the city how they are using it totally different layers which don't exist and i couldn't like put it together until I ended up into this like uh, unofficial settlement called uh, Treasure Hill, and uh, I saw that okay, this is like Westerns would call maybe a slum, and uh, 
but much more ecological than the surrounding official city, central government city. So they were like uh, recycling all their uh, organic waste. They were stealing water from the uh, official piping system, but not too much. The pipes are leaking anyhow. And uh, some electricity stealing, but not too much. And everything was like uh, carefully handled. They understood like uh, these material streams and uh, electrical streams and so on. And like harvested and very, very carefully. And, but the city was destroying it. So I stopped the destruction, turned it the other way around, made it into an example for the Taipei, Taipei City. New York Times flew in and they wrote that this is a must-see destination in Taipei. After that, they stamped okay, this official space, official place for the city. And like, uh, but anyhow, the whole place in here, Nothing would happen until I found Mrs. Chen, 86 years old, anarchist grandmother. So when I talked to him, her, she explained what's going on, how it is, how it was the last 86 years, what's the progress, and okay, this is real, and this can be dealt with. No fiction. I like that. Thank you so much for... Um... Mm. For that, because you know that's that's um, that's the granny example also uh, in in this paradigm, mm. right? Of, mm. of, of that which, mm. which I love. I want to I want to ask you one more question, and, and thanks for yeah. talking with me today. But but what are you reading at the sure. moment? Uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm reading uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Mm. It, it, it's a book. Joseph Conrad is. Uh, I think he's originally, he is originally Polish, some sort of noble, mm. born in 1857. But he was, like a, he was going to the seas, and he was like sailing. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe he became, became a captain. Who knows? Maybe not. But anyhow, mm. he, he stranded in London. But his, all his life, he was a sea. And suddenly, he's in London and starts writing. And he wrote this book, Heart of Darkness, from Congo. Marco, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I really mm. appreciate your time and your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, one second. I'm still here. I'm just going to turn on.